It's Thursday, March 10th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Rule Your Retirement and the Motley Fool Answers podcast, Robert Brokamp. Thanks for being here. It is my pleasure, Chris. Please don't tell Allison I stole you for this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to incur her wrath. I, I have plenty of words to share with everyone. For I, for anyone who listens to Motley Fool Answers, I'm sure they think Allison is a just a delightful person, and she is. But God help you if you get on her back. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's Financial Health Day. It is. And by that I mean. Thursday, March 10th, here at The Motley Fool, is Financial Health Day. Um, and uh, I, Let's start with what's in store for Fool employees, and we'll get to the history of Financial Health Day in a moment, but this is an all-day, we've got about 300 people who work in this office, mm-hmm. this is an all-day event. What What's on the program for people when it comes to Financial Health Day? Well, Financial Health Day has really three key components. Number one, classes, so we're offering eight classes. Taught some taught by internal experts, like a negotiating class by our CFO, Olin Douglas, uh, as well as outside experts. So we have an attorney coming in and teaching an estate planning class. We have classes on saving for college, classes on how to manage your 401k, all kinds of financial planning topics. The other component is one-on-one time with experts. So we have some internal financial planners, so you can set up time with them, or with our HR folks if you want to go over your benefits. And then the third component, and it's probably the most important, is just time. The company is saying, hey, we want you to take company time to take care of personal business. So people will do things like call their cable company and try to negotiate a better rate, or they'll finally get life insurance, or finally sign up for that IRA. Those things that they've always wanted to do, now the company is saying, we want you to take company time to do that. What I love about this is, as you just mentioned, this is every aspect of your life. This is not because it's uh, certainly anyone who listens to our podcast is thinking first and foremost about basic money issues and investing and specifically investing in stocks. But as as you said, you know what? Negotiating a better salary or 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 dealing with benefits at your place of employment, like th- those are aspects of your financial health. Absolutely. In fact, if if you love investing, Taking care of your basic personal finances is a huge aspect of that, because if you can find ways to save money, that gives you more money to invest. And doing some of these other things, like estate planning, like getting insurance, like getting out of credit card debt, that protects your financial empire from the things that happen in life that can undermine your investments, sort of these big expenses that can jump up on you and cause you to have to sell some of your portfolio because something happened that you weren't insured for or you didn't expect. So, for younger people, I think estate planning is one of those things that they think, and probably rightly so. Well, that's I don't need that because I'm in my twenties or thirties. I'm I'm not married. I don't have kids. I that's not for me. I will say though, of all the topics covered on Financial Health Day, that to me is the one that I look at and I think, like absolutely take care of that one Um, because I know in my own experience. That was a really t- putting together a last will and testament is a hard thing to do, or at least it was hard for me because you have to ask and answer a lot of really tough questions. But this is something you and I have talked about before. Right. If you don't ask and answer those questions, guess what? The state you live in, they'll take care of them. Right. And if your relatives <laughs> uh, don't agree with how things should be handled, they can fight over them. Um, it's just better to get that all clear. And it's not just if you pass away, it's also could be if um, you are incapacitated for some reason. Who's going to make 
financial and other decisions for you. What happens if you're, do you want to be kept alive on, on certain medical devices or not? Um, what happens if um, you are unable to take care of your kids? Who do you want those people to be? So, uh, a colleague of ours uh, is buying a house and uh, closing in a couple of weeks, and uh, she, and it's her first house. And I, she said, do you have any advice? And I said, here's my advice. Go out to a really good meal once it's over. Because <laughs> that was the advice I got from my sister, and it was great advice. And so, I passed it along to anyone who, particularly if you're buying your house for the first time, I'm always like, go treat yourself. It's a big deal. Certainly, you sign your name a million times to the documents, and I feel the same way about estate planning. Like once once you've put together a will, right. go out and treat yourself because right. that's that is not an easy thing to do. We've been doing this five years, six years. When you are the person who started this, and and uh, this started when 2010? 2010 was our first year. Yeah, and I had written before about how really like getting your personal finances in order. In a lot of ways, it's just making yourself sit down and get things done. And a lot of it's really boring stuff. And it's hard to do it if you're working all day, you come home and you have to cook dinner, take care of the kids, and go to bed. Then you don't feel like, okay, now it's time to apply for life insurance. Even if you don't have a family. Right. Like, like you, you don't could just like be a single it. person. You work hard and it's like, I want to relax. Right. And I had written, so I had written before about how you should maybe take a day or two off of work to do this. And, and Ron Lieber of the New York Times also was a big proponent of this. And at, around the same time, 2009, 2010, the fool was having health days. You know, we'd come in and, and do things for your physical health. And I thought, well, why don't we have a financial health day where we encourage people to just get some of these important things done and support them in any way possible? What are one or two things that people can do with their own financial health? Because I'm assuming our company is something of an outlier in this, in terms of having a single day dedicated to classes, bringing in outside experts, etc. So, for people who don't have this option at their place of employment, what's one or, things, one or two things they can do to be in better financial health? Well, I will say that actually now more employers are catching on to the idea that people, sh- they're, they're better, they're, as a company, they're better off if their employees are financially better off. Because people who are struggling financially are stressed and less productive. So, you're actually seeing more of this financial wellness in the workplace. For people, um, I suggest, first of all, if you have revolving credit card debt, with interest rate of 16, 17, or higher percent, um, that's your number one focus. See what you can do. Look for a better card, negotiate a better rate. Uh, secondly, I'm the retirement guy here at the Motley Fool, and I think that's the number, the next thing you should focus on. Are you saving enough for retirement? Have you signed up for the 401k? If you have a good 401k, check out your investments. Do you have good investments? 401ks mostly are mutual funds. A lot of mutual funds aren't very good. It's a good time to check those out. And then look at your recurring bills. We talked about negotiating for cable. But there are lots of recurring bills that you're probably paying that either you don't use anymore, like the gym membership, or you might be able to get why did you, cheaper. Why did you stare at me? Like uh, Obviously, we're the only because, two people in the room. Because but... I'm looking at you as a man who obviously goes to the gym. That's uh, why I said that. <laughs> that is not true at all. <laughs> um, but look at your expenses, because the, really the bottom line is like your, your inflow and your outflow, that's the, the heart of your finances. It's pumping in and it's pumping out. And you can get a handle on your spending. And anyone who hasn't looked at where their money goes in a while, you just spend an hour or so doing that, you're going to find ways in which, like, oh man, I don't need to spend that, or I can probably do that in a cheaper way. If you want to start a financial health day at your office, who is the person that people should go talk to as a starting point? Because I have to believe that getting outside companies, outside experts, 
probably isn't going to be a problem. I would imagine that that any number of financial services companies would be more than happy to come teach a class or make a presentation of some sort. Yeah, I mean, I would you certainly start with your benefits provider, and if it won't take too long doing the googling thing to find studies that show that. Uh, employees that are better off financially are better employees. So bring that along as supporting evidence. And every company works with some sort of financial services company. Some company is providing the 401k. Some company is providing the disability and life insurance and health insurance. Some company is offering maybe some employee discount at a local bank like we have here at the Motley Fool. There are plenty of people who would be more than happy to come and do a presentation for your employees to give them a little education. Of course, you don't want to, and we're very careful about this, about bringing people in and making it clear to them. They're not here to sell. They're here to inform, and we do vet them beforehand. Um, but it won't be that difficult to find people who are willing to come in, or employees that you have that have experts. In previous years, we've had classes on travel hacking um, from Carl Henley, who has found a way to use various methods to travel all over the world very cheaply. You probably have people in the company who could probably speak for a half hour about something like that. We've had experts on couponing. Um, one year we had a panel of the best budgeters in the company, and they shared their spreadsheets and their methods. You have expertise in-house. A couple of housekeeping notes before we wrap up, and sticking with the financial health theme, uh, you can get a free copy of The Motley Fool's Investor's Tax Guide just by going to taxguide.fool.com. That's taxguide.fool.com. A lot of good information uh, in that. Uh, next week, we're going to be in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest, so it will be an all South by Southwest week on Market Foolery. Going to be talking with fools, going to bring in some non fools, some outside guests. And uh, if you're in the Austin area, uh, we are planning a meetup. Follow Market Foolery on Twitter. We're going to be tweeting out the meetup info, but uh, go to at Market Foolery on Twitter for that. Uh, last but not least, at the end of next week, March 18th, we're going to be having a bonus episode of Market Foolery. I am very excited about this because. Uh, Robert, you're going to be here in studio. Few, I will. A few others. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but uh, I will say that it does tie into our first ever contest here at the Motley Fool. Every five years, we like to have a contest. We'll have one <laughs> contest every five years, uh, but you are not going to want to miss this. I promise. And it and it does actually tie into certainly financial health and and financial knowledge. Robert Brokamp, you can hear him every week on Motley Fool Answers, and definitely check out the Rule Your Retirement Service. Thank you for being here. Thank you for starting Financial Health Day. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's, it really is one of my favorite days of the year. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week, live from Austin, Texas.